Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, I'm Danielle Rodoichin, and welcome to My Big Idea, the weekly podcast from ASOS. Each week, we speak to a young woman who has started her own enterprise in order to glean a few inspiring bits of career advice. And today, I'm talking to Emma Zentner, owner of Boom Nails and Boom Things. Launched in 2011 and 2014 respectively, each company offers bespoke decorative design for events, mobile phone covers and more. So just how did she do it? Here's Emma's big idea. Hi, Emma. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to my big idea. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) We're just talking about your amazing nails. What's the um, what, what do you call that design that you've got going on there? This design is uh, in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the design that I do when I don't have time to do my nails properly. It reminds so. me of kind of, it's like a bit Keith Haring. Yeah, it's kind of, um, I used to only really use nail art pens to do designs on my nails, which are super intricate, but uh, then I clocked onto the fact that you can just use the normal nail polishes and it's a lot quicker. <laughs> so how long did that take? Um, from taking my nail polish off to them being finished, like less than an hour, which is pretty on the good end for me yeah it can take a long but then don't you have to wait for ages for them to dry as well no it's the magic top coat sesh feet sesh yeah it's the one (laughs) all i ever hear about is sesh feet trust me oh my god (laughs) it's important all right um so your nails are your a part of what you do for work they are yeah kind Um, of by accident but yeah yeah, talk us through how what happened. So your your, well, your company's called that part of the company's called Boom Nails. Yeah, how did that come about? Um, the company or the name? <laughs> Let's start with the name. Um, it was just an old nickname, Emma Boom. Like there was like oh, four, really? four Emmas when I was about fifteen in in our friendship group, and I used to say Boom a lot. So <laughs> that was it. Um, but naming something, I, I don't know. I, the only reason why I ended up naming the nail thing was because I wanted to put pictures of stuff I'd done online and you have to obviously have a URL and it was a bit of a I don't know it's a weird thing like I kind of just couldn't call it like hi I'm Emma I do nails so (laughs) the name started but it kind of like ended up working well because it means that when I do events or bigger projects I can kind of have you know a bunch of girls all working under the same umbrella of my company which is nice. So you were at uni doing I was graphic doing, design. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then how did that segue into the nail thing? It was just a hobby. I, I saw it um, about, there was like some, like WAH had just opened. Um, I saw nail art online suddenly and kind of was seeking it out. And I just thought, oh, that looks so cool. Um, and I didn't even know what a nail art pen was. And I just guessed that it was called that and Googled it. And Did you know about Sesh Feet <clears throat> back then? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a full-on rookie. Um, and, yeah, I, I, you know, one nail pen arrived. I started doing my flatmate's nails, and then it got around uni. I'd go into uni, and people would be like, hmm, don't you do nails? Can you do mine? I'd be like, yeah. Like, <laughs> at the time, I was, you know, f- like, found it really fun, so I was just doing it uh, for them. And then I started getting offered work. So I kind of I started doing taking appointments in an amazing shop that sells a lot of independent designers 
uh, and vintage stuff in Bristol called Shop Dutty, which is now called That Thing. Um, and it was kind of a, a kind of bridge into taking it seriously because I was taking appointments, but it was also very casual. I was at uni. It was a Saturday job. It wasn't like a full-time thing. But um, And then when I moved back to London after I graduated, it just... I started getting work and that did you always think you'd go into business for yourself no it was the one thing that I was sure I wouldn't do I grew up with both of my parents being freelance and when I went to uni the only thing I was sure of is that I didn't want to be freelance (laughs) so what gave you the confidence to go ahead and launch um it didn't ever feel like launching it never felt like it was something that I was taking you know taking that I, I never it was not a definitive decision it was like um because I was getting an introduction to work while I was still at uni. I was doing tutorials for Motel and um, I had a big, my first big event, which was for River Island, um, while I was still at uni. Like, those things were happening before I had to make a decision about my career. So by the time I graduated, it was the thing that was giving me most money, or any money. Um, So I just kind of uh, swam with it, basically, in the direction it was. And it's just mad how how jobs lead to jobs and if you do a good job and then you get recommended and then it was yeah it was a kind of accidental career (laughs) choice my space because it yeah yeah, it did all happen at a time when this nail art explosion sort of happened it was in london there's war um sophie robson yeah i know i've spoken to doing nails yourself um how did you find your own little niche in that group I just think that there's so much room to have different styles and kind of, I guess it's a bit like drawing a picture, you know. There is room for all the art that people want to do because, like, not to call it art in a kind of, I don't know. (laughs) Um, What, you mean you don't want to sound pretentious? Yeah, Yeah. not in a pretentious way, but just like if you were relating it to a picture, you know, there's, there's so many different things that, styles or ways in which someone can draw that the same applies to a nail you know so like I've personally have always loved like like drawing small things I always did in art class you know like I I I like patterns and small intricate things I was doing that stuff all through uni so I guess I love like thin lines and I love like little patterns and other people do amazing things that are just different and it's all kind of there's room for it all because there's everyone's got a different style and like if someone wants amazing 3d mad like sculpted nails they'll go to i I can't can't even remember a particular person but you know there'll be people who do that and i think uh yeah i just think there's so many people that want it that there's just enough room for everyone doing it really which is nice and you've it's quite interesting what you've done because it's kind of a multifaceted company that you set up i'm gonna come back to i'll come around to boom things in a minute but you've got um your nail art that you do as a sort of nail artist and then the events so why don't you talk about the events a bit explain what they are and Um, what you do at them i guess it's just kind of like you know appointments are a very kind of luxurious amount of time that you've got with somebody to really spend time and do you know every wish that they've got under the sun and events it's slightly different because it you know it's more pre- it, there's more time pressure like it you're there to you know give a little treat to somebody essentially and whether it's like you know a 15 minute money or whether they want to really <clears throat> want you to go to town on someone and like really spend a bit more time on them like it's just a different environment because you're kind of on you're on on a schedule and it's you know you've often got 
you know, two, three, four of you all doing the same thing. And yeah, it just takes a bit more organisation. But I, I guess that's something that I didn't really think that I had in me maybe before I went into this. But that's kind of a weird, weirdly part of it I really enjoy. Like I was... When, when I've gone off on jobs, like, around the UK doing, like, nail art in various, you know, it, like, even organising the itinerary, like, that's quite a mad, like, <laughs> like, headspin to have to, like, work out. But I kind of enjoy that part of it quite a lot, yeah. You've got loads of clients. I was just having a look at your website <laughs> and all the people you work with. It's, like, a really long list, really impressive. And you mentioned River Island already. How do you go about forming those relationships and how do you meet people to work um, with them? How? I guess I've always been lucky and surprised that a lot of it has fallen into my lap. I think one amazing thing about doing something so visual as a job is that your portfolio is there up online for people to see. And, you know, it's very, very easy to see what I do and how I do it. And if it's the kind of thing that's someone else's cup of tea and if it's not they won't email me. <laughs> so it's kind of like I'm in a fortunate position that by the point of someone emailing me about a job, they've probably already realised that they they want to they want to use me or they might want to use me at least. Um, so, and aside from that, I mean, I've met so many people. It, it's weird because when you do someone's nails, you've got an amount of time with them that is, you know, it's not insignificant and obviously you know part of the whole service industry is reading people and don't get me wrong there's people who don't want to talk or like they're on their phone and that's like absolutely fine but so many people are so interested in kind of speaking and working and finding out how I how I'm doing what I'm doing and it inevitably leads to conversation and the amount of relationships that have got formed through even just like a 20 30 minute manicure essentially is crazy because like that person will you know remember something about it and um you know possibly recommend me possibly use me like two three years down the line so uh yeah I guess I, I like a lot of people and if I get on with some somebody then that's quite a mutual nice thing that is remembered maybe. what's your favorite brand that you've worked with um that's a good question I mean in terms of like doing a job for them or I mean, the stuff of the Tate was amazing. What did you I, do would you for call them? that a brand? I don't know. I would call the Tate a brand. Yeah. So yeah, for the Tate Modern. I mean, that was just. It was quite early on that I did it, and it was just. Well, how a, did it come about? I just got an email. I got an email from a guy who organises. He worked for the Tate Collective, which is, as far as I can tell, an organisation. Well, he described the event as they were trying to get young people into art. So they were. Um, they were organising this event around the Kusama exhibition, Yayoi Kusama, who's an amazing Japanese artist, and there was a huge exhibition of her work in that was opening the Tate Modern. So they had, they wanted a name. They wanted she's the polka dot. She's the polka lady, dot lady yeah. the pumpkin lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that. weirdly, that's like yeah, I, like her paintings. Are, her paintings are so amazing that that's what I kind of love, like um, translating onto nails. But um, so yeah, I went. They, they wanted to basically offer Kusama nails uh, at this event, and they also had DJs. They had workshops where you could make stuff. It was like there was it wasn't just me. There was like loads of different stuff. So you know, I went around the exhibition and and picked out paintings that I thought would work well on nails, and designed this menu. Um, and it was 
amazing to be involved with and also it was my introduction to her because I'd never heard of her before and it was and she has been uh, she's you know one of my absolute favorite artists did you meet her oh god no no but um after the Tate job the gallery Victoria Miro that represent her uh they actually got me into their uh offices before they had a show of hers opening and I painted all the girls in the gallery's nails and all the people that work on her studio were there and saw them and said they were good so (laughs) I was happy with that Um, so then in 2014, you launched Boom Things. Yes. Tell me how that came about. Um, so I guess with like a graphic design background and my intention at uni, aside from doing design work or illustration work possibly, was to create products. I always wanted to put designs on products. And Nails was very much like everything else got put on the back burner after I graduated because it was just taking up all of my time and all of my, you know, I was getting a lot of work and it was great. And then I, you know, Nails is great, but it was never my end game. It was, there was always an, a massive kind of design interest which which I got to the point where I was like I need to do something about it. And I think with my Nails you know, there's certain stuff which is very generic on nails, but there's certain stuff, you know, I, there's a lot of designs that I create myself and all the designs that I put on nails, or some of them rather, I thought that could work well. That could work well on, you know, a cushion or a phone case or something. So I just kind of very, very slowly <laughs> have been opening that door to to basically creating products. And it's a slow road because, you know, i I'm trying to do nails still, you know, I still love doing that and I don't want to close the door on that, but I'm trying to do these products and I'm also doing freelance work. So it's kind of, uh, you know, a, a slow journey, but it's something that I've got so much pleasure out of because, you know, essentially nails are disposable. Yeah, They won't last, you know, so, and they take a long time. You ha- you can't just like click print and do a hundred, a thousand so to be able to create a product that you don't have to sit there and paint <laughs> and and that people can enjoy uh, that I've done is like massively satisfying. So that's something I'd love to do more of in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been doing these phone cases, which are on ASOS. I have. Yeah. yeah. Was that your idea? Which the phone cases? Come, yeah. Did they come? They did, did come to did, me. Yeah. Um, which was lovely. Yeah. It's I'm always kind of in <sighs> kind of, I guess, uh, intrigued as to how people come across like stuff on the internet and how people even know what I do exists but I guess that is one of the joys of the internet is that you could just stumble across stuff <laughs> and I just mentioned ASOS but how do you go about securing other outlets or um, people to sell your stuff for you yeah that's a massive learning curve for me it's not my how, what, how do you actually do that okay well I've had a bit of a weird okay so the the other stockist that I've had, the big one, is Urban Outfitters, right? But the thing is, is that our relationship started way, way back, like five years ago, when they contacted me to create a nail product together. So I've had a relationship with them for for years, and I've done nail events, uh, at press days, at, at parties. Um, so it was not conventional, you know. I, I had a foot in the door, which was massively amazing for me because you know that business mind is not necessarily my strength so you know I before I was even making phone cases I kind of just said to the people who I was making a nail product with can I come in and show you and and you know thankfully they said yes and then they stocked them and it was amazing but but yeah like the conventional kind of way is harder and you've got a lot more doors closed and um 
that's something that like I have to learn. So have you ever pitched to a stockist or have in your experience have they always come to you? Um the what so the 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 shop in Bristol that I used to paint nails at they stock my products um and they I think I offered I I asked we talked about it with friends so it's kind of different as well like we're mates um but I guess they have come to me but don't get, but there are also places that I've uh, attempted to contact that haven't got back to me so you know like there's it's not like it's all gone swimmingly yeah <laughs> and how do you cope when you get rejected I don't have time to think about it it's just like you just have to try on it, and but that's the bad thing is because really when you get rejected you need to be emailing you know like 100 people a week or you know n- maybe not because you need to actually be think about which shops your product works in but but ultimately like if I email a few people it's gone then to the bottom of my list again so then I've like I've, my brain's just doing so many other things that I probably won't get around to doing anything else about it for another month so it's 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 a, it's a juggling act that I definitely haven't got down yet <laughs> how are you hoping this is all going to evolve in the next few years have you got plans um yeah i'd love to uh expand products range really that is what kind um, of products are you hoping to go into oh so many i want homeware stationery wallpaper collaborations with people who do cool stuff who, like, who would you like to collaborate with that you haven't yet um who, or who's the dream Oh, the dream. Yeah, the dream. Like Liberty, <laughs> something like that. Like, um, uh, What would you like to Nike do for be Liberty? Cool. Um, gosh, like a range of wallpapers. That would be amazing, you know? Like, I think I'd just love to have the, I guess, to be at a level where I can experiment more with different media and different uh, kind of products like that because at the moment I'm kind of like running around trying to make everything work but actually if I got to the point where you know I had other people that were helping me make it work then it would yeah I feel like it would it give me more space to actually be able to create stuff which is my favorite bit (laughs) (laughs) and I know that you have your own little office space that you rent out yeah just a little studio yeah a studio in Dalston how important do you think that is to to people who work for themselves to have their own working space um for me it was like the best thing I ever did I worked from home for two years without giving a studio or an office space a second thought and then my friend Anna who's an amazing set designer just throw that in um (laughs) is uh had this space in in Dalston and it's very non-studio-y it's it's like a it's a big space and there is desks in it but it's a very makey studio it's not like a pristine kind of desk space that feels like stiff it's just and it's got just a bunch of cool freelancers in it that do cool stuff and even that, like, I, I think for me, just the getting up out of bed and going somewhere, getting some air, like, don't get me wrong, I get into habits where I don't go for ages and then I think, oh, God, I need to go to the studio. <laughs> but having it is is has been really important, I think. And what about all the kind of, you know, financial stuff, managing your finances, figuring out, the, keeping an eye on the money that's coming in, budgets? Yeah. Do you do all that for yourself? Yeah. Do you have a... <laughs> don't have an accountant or no no I don't have an accountant I do it all myself um I it's weird like I th- I think it's all I've ever known being freelance so you know I'm used to someone not paying me for six potentially six months and I think you know I can have I can earn a lot of money in one day or no money for two weeks and I've just learned that when I get money you know it could have to last me so 
But then at the same time, I, I have a very kind of it's only money attitude, which I think for me, if I spend money, I'm more likely to be motivated to make more. So, you know, I went to New York for a month last year in my overdraft. That was silly. But the day I landed, I got a job that was paid for New York. So it, I do feel like sometimes you have to just be like, you know, I'm just going to do stuff. And then it's kind of, yeah, it is, I find it to be motivation to make, make more. <laughs> <laughs> Spend money to make money. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then um, in terms of what do you read? Do you like read publications to stay up to date with what's going on? Um, do you follow social media accounts? I love reading. What do you read? I've started reading books in the past year and it's like the most, you know, it's so simple. It's such an obvious thing. I used to read so much when I was younger and then there was just this like period of about 12 years where I just didn't, it wasn't on my radar. And um, like there's an author, a Japanese author called Murakami and I've basically just been reading his books for about a year Uh and he's great. And I've, I feel, personally, I feel like, you know, social media is great. I have to do it for work. It's useful. It's insightful. You can learn stuff. But I also do feel like there is a massive... <clears throat> who do you um, follow on social? Oh, God. Who's your favourite follow? Or look, if you look at your phone now, who's the most, like... Ooh. If you open Instagram, who's the first thing that comes up? Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I a like the idea, question. though, that the books, that the reading, like, Murakami and literature is a nice balance to all the craziness of what being a freelancer yeah I, then, who is it I, um some of my friends accounts probably there's there's a a guy called luke who make, who uh takes amazing pictures i, I love photography i love photographs luke, who, what's I, the brand what's the uh, account? his his account's called be the gun I think. so be the gun's a good one and who do you look at for like because i'm just thinking what happens if it because at the moment there's like a trend for maximalist. You call it maximalism. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Well, like really decorative, sort of slightly going almost back to the eighties, like really okay. colourful, full on. Like, what if people go back to being minimalist again, and there's no need or desire for like nail art or decoration? Yeah, I then mean, what would you do? <laughs> that's. I, I guess it's just taste, isn't it? Every, and, yeah. and there's a lot of people that have that taste already. And mm. I mean, I guess with like for, for me I was always surprised by how consistently people wanted nail art even years in even now you know I, I always thought when, when is this going to die down like and I do think that with something like that it was like a floodgate that got opened and essentially it will move around within nail art but it's not going anywhere like it's not like people still want it so I think but I think there's always space for kind of like decluttering and I think that's a really important thing and like like with the reading I feel like that is a Social media for me can can be stressful. I, I I can I feel like all the consumption of all the images it can just make me anxious and not and and I just want to switch off. So the idea of not like consciously taking a step back from it, you know, when I'm with my friends, my phone's face down on the table. Like I just I can't deal with trying to do that like on your phone with people thing. It's just not it's not my I don't know. It just. It's, then you're doing everything half-assed, you know, and I'd rather do something properly. Um, but I think that it's really important to take time out for your own brain to, from all that. Yeah, brain decluster. Yeah. I like that. All right, well, thanks very much, Emma. Thanks. been really fun having thanks you on the podcast. <laughs> See ya. That was Emma Zentner of Boom Nails. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out previous episodes of My Big Idea on your favourite podcast app. Bye. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.